This is Dean Patino, founder of Firestarters Company. You're about to become a better leader with Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Nice. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. How are you? It's good to see you here in the morning. It's morning right now where we are. And that's a big deal. Hey, Alex, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I'm uh, I'm awake. I'm refreshed. You know, I haven't been sitting at a desk for the past eight hours. Yeah, everything's good. You know, you know, one of the key points that we try to bring up, we bring it up a couple times, and we've, I'm going to loop back to it again today, is just how folks can be more productive as a leaders. And I've, I've stumbled across a couple of things here and it's great to raise some points today because you and I right now separately and together on this show have started to push a lot of work that we had wanted to do in the past and weren't able to into the front of the day, right there in the morning hours. Right. And it's not like we're so early in the morning right now that you and I have to be quiet. So we don't wake people. No, we don't have to do that. But prime time, this is prime time for us today. This is prime time. Ben Franklin, he that rises late must not, must trot all day. What? He that rises late must trot all day. Yeah, so we want to rise early and get off to a good start. One of the hacks for me is always getting off to that good start. And we've talked about that before, about just what that looks like. And oftentimes... It is, uh, it's tied to whatever the work situation is you're in and whether you have a commute or whether you're, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you know, working out of your home. But for me, at least those morning hours are a big deal. So getting the great start and, you know, people say, eat the frog first, attack the most important thing on your list and, the thing that may be the most unpleasant and knock it out of the park and and get it off your list. And if you don't have a frog on your list, certainly start with the three most important tasks because in that moment of the morning, when you're at peak clarity, the most important tasks deserve the quality bandwidth you have in your brain power at this point. So use the mornings for creative work and you know, a lot of people say, don't check your email first thing in the morning. I I can't do that. I have to just spin through it. I open up the app and I just scroll quickly down there to make sure nothing's on fire, so to speak. And uh, and I'll come back to it and I'll set aside time for that. How about your start? What do you do? Um, I, You know, uh, we always joke that I have to walk the dog, feed the dog, walk the dog, drink coffee. It's kind of you know, I have something else relying on me to, and they're they're so young they can't, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, wipe their own ass yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I kind of deal with with that kind of stuff first, and then I head into the office. Um, and my office is a nice little walk from my house. It's about five seven minutes. Um, is that not great? And it's a beautiful walk. It's like through my favorite part of the neighborhood. And, you know, I won't live in this neighborhood for too much longer, but 
Um, it's it's nice. It's a, a I work basically right on uh, the East River, so um, you know I I walk down. There's a bunch of industrial buildings. There's some parks. Uh, there's always little kids playing in the fountains. Uh, people playing basketball. Um, I go up to my office. I kind of get settled in. I I kind of get started on my day's tasks, which is usually a couple different properties. Um, and I go from there around lunchtime. I check back in, um, with, uh, my dog and, and feed her, feed myself. And then I kind of get started. I pound pavement for the rest of the day, meeting up with people, various different places all over the city. Wow. That's a, do you feel like you can establish kind of a rhythm and a rhythm doing that? I mean, if you have yeah. certain clients at different times, I guess that's difficult, but you're getting off to the same start. Is that helpful to you? Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I, it kind of helps me because I need to catch up with the other people in my business. And, and I always have some troubleshooting questions or, um, you know, I always need to know specifics about a property or, or something like that so that I can show it later in the day. I need, I need some more information. Um, and we really do. We're a small team, but we work as a team really well. Uh, the owners are very hands on. Um, and will you know be with me th throughout the day? Sometimes we have lunch or dinner together. Um, we oh, really great. do. Yeah, we we keep in close contact throughout the day. So because I have a general area that I work in, which is Bushwick, um, you know, I'm starting to find my little haunts. So I know where I want to go and steal Wi-Fi and drink coffee and work on stuff and listen to other podcasts or or um, you know take some time to sit down and listen to some courses in between my work. So. I am. I, I'm already kind of establishing a rhythm because I know that when I'm not face to face with someone, that I that's when I get my work done. So that's when all my freelance work is getting done. It's getting done from, um, you know, a coffee shop or a little restaurant or or something like that, which is nice because you know I don't have a home office, and if I was at home, I would be super distracted. Yeah, the, and you mentioned. Uh the rhythm of the day, even if you're not out on the street, you have to get up and take a break at least every 90 minutes, 90 minutes. And I've talked about how the dog now will come and just kind of, kind of cry or just, I think it's her trying to talk to me and it's not because she's got business to take care of because it's time for me to get up out of the chair. Yeah. So we'll get up and go down and go outside and I might thump through some mail on the phone while I'm walking around with her. In a short walk. And this is the whole, the whole concept of working in sprints. Right. And I uncovered some stuff by a Dr. Ernest Rossi, who's an expert in, uh, in the field of working in sprints and stress. And he said this in an interview. He said, the basic idea is that every hour and a half or so, you need to take a rest break. If you don't, you may be well on your way to the ultradian stress syndrome the USS, you get tired, you lose your mental focus, you tend to make mistakes, and here it comes. You get irritable and have accidents. So if you continue to ignore your need to take a break, you can experience more and more stress until you actually get sick. And that's from an interview with Dr. Ernest Lawrence Rossi in called The 20-Minute Ultra and Healing Response. And he wrote a book called The 20 Minute Break. That's really interesting. Every 90, you got to take 20. 
Huh. And it's got to be renewal. I mean, I, I don't think it should be jumping into another task. Now I'll check the email or now I'll work the email hard. I'm lucky because when I'm walking, you know, my, my, every commute to a next, the next property is a walk and a train and you can't work when you're walking or on a train because on the train you don't have Wi-Fi. And yeah. uh, when you're walking, you'll get hit by a car. Not even, uh, not even Amtrak has solved the Wi-Fi issue yet. No. Yeah. So the MTA certainly isn't either. Yeah. Don't get hit by a car. Keep your head up. That's for sure. Yeah. There's this whole bit about managing your energy as well. Exercise is important. Exercise regularly. Stress management. Boy, you know, on the last show, we talked about toxicity. I think that's a big part of managing stress is keeping those toxic people away from you, or at least knowing how to put the shields up when that activity is near you. And getting enough sleep. How much sleep do you get? Ooh, I've been getting more now. <laughs> so, so are you are, are you getting like seven hours? Yeah, I'm finally getting about seven hours, sometimes eight. My first day um in the new in the new rhythm, I got eight and it was it was cool. It's golden and it'll be interesting to see is as, as you've started to get that much, if you start to need that much and you will, you know, your body says, Oh, this feels good. And and you've gotta have it. You know, in a very busy time back, gee, I was I was hardly in my fifties then. I uh, yeah, I was going on five hours, and I was going, yeah, I feel good. I'm doing it, you know, a couple of dozen cups of coffee. Yeah, it's good. And then once a month, the body would go, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking to someone that's has slept through our podcast before. So. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I really wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> I'm not okay, yeah, you, we, you, you do need the sleep. But I have, I have missed, I have missed a date because I was so exhausted from my nine to five that I sat down and, uh, and had that issue, you know? Oh, oh, you meant you missed a gig going to sleep. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That happens all the time. I thought you meant you fell asleep while you were listening. That would be even worse. No. No, okay. So exercise regularly, manage stress, get enough sleep. It, it, all of this is just starting to recognize what your biology looks like. What are the best times of day for you? Is is the morning good for you? It's starting to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Usually I would have to do all my work at night, but now I don't have to, which is useful. I've asked you before and I can't remember and I'm sorry. What are the uh what are the task tools do you use? I mean for your like checklist, your task list. How do you how um, do you manage? You know, them? I have a little black notebook. I have a moleskin. Oh, the classic. I love them. If I could give one away to every listener, I would because they'd be hooked for life and then I could, you know start an affiliate relationship with them and make a ton of money. Yeah. They are really the finest. I love the moleskins and go out and look on, uh, just for yucks on YouTube, there are videos about how you pronounce that word because I'm not sure moleskins, right? Yeah, I know. It just makes more sense to me. Uh, the other word, I moleskine, it, it, that one really freaks me out. Even moleskine. Yeah. I think somebody just had, you know, too much time and had their phone in their hand. Yeah. So, so that's very good. Uh, I, uh, I just came to an idea that I heard from somebody else and just the blazing clarity of it was just blinding. And that is when you encounter something to do, put it on your task list, I guess, to record that it needs to be done. But the place you really need to put it is on a calendar. 
put those things on a calendar. When are you going to do that? Otherwise, things that may have some importance will just continue to sink down under the other things that are seem more urgent, but actually are not as important. So when you can, try to put it on a calendar. And I like the Moleskine because you're not leaning on technology as well. Yeah, you know, because technology uh, is not foolproof. Yeah. If you're in the workplace and you're on uh, in the grind of 9 to 5, they always say it's 9 to 5, but, you know, you have to be at work at 8 and you have to work till 5.30. So 9 to 5 has really become kind of a metaphor. Uh, if, if there's flexibility, a flex time ability there for you, and you know your biology and know when you can make the shift, make the shift. If morning is prime time for you and your life allows it, get in there at 6 a.m. so you can strut out of there at 3. Yeah. Because the, I'm sure there's productivity for other types of tasks, household errands perhaps, things you could get done in that post-3 p.m. range, but you can't do it all. This is this is back to the stress issue. You know, when you start to flex like this, you're, you know, you start to sound like somebody could burn the candle at both ends. And that can that can be tough. How about how about you in terms of uh self-reflection? Do you ever have to rock back in the chair and go, all right, time out, I've got to I've got to see where I'm going. I've set my course this way and I've charted my, I've pointed the ship in that compass heading. And now I've got to see if I kept it on that heading and if I'm where I thought I was going to be. Yeah, I have to do that, um, you know, at least once or twice a week when I have an existential crisis. Oh, once or twice a week is very reasonable. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'm so mortified by by my own stress that I kind of have to sit very still and reflect like very quietly for a while. Um, and I've always been that way. You know, I, I would like stub my toe or, or fall down and hurt myself when I was a little kid and I would sit on the ground for like 10 minutes and just be like, Oh man, that sucked. <laughs> I have to regain my bearings and I'll, I'll find myself kind of kind of doing that a couple times a week where I have to have me time. And I mean, we've talked about it before that my me time is usually me boxing. Um, but you know, I have to have, I have to have time of self-reflection where I turn my phone off, where I'm not on my computer, where I'm not doing any work. And that's good. You know, I was going to say, if you said you stopped to check in every day, I think the everyday self-reflection, it's really not self-reflection. I think the everyday thing is more like, uh, okay, did I get it all done today? Did the three most important things I had to do today, did I get those done? And right. just checking those off and then realize how if you've had to push one to the next day, how that hinders the commitments you've made for the next day and how you have to manage those commitments. So, right. you know, the everyday self-reflect that's more than that may be a little heavy-handed, but, you know, twice a week at the pace most people, many people work at today, that's not out of line at all. I like the sound of that. Right. I, I like the sound of that. Somebody came to me talk about toxic behaviors that we did on uh, on that last show we had together. Talk about toxic behaviors. One, one of the shotgun blasts to, to the chest that I received some time ago was somebody come up, came up to me and said, 
where do you get the right to be so self-reflective? And I was like, whoa, shields. And uh, in the end, I just realized that they are never self-reflected. Yeah. They're, they're driven people. in type A in the most unpleasant of ways. And a so, lot of people, uh, you know, they, they, that, that self-reflection almost seems, um, unimportant or, or, uh, or even a waste of time to them. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It, it, a waste of time. Oh, that's just wrong. Choose up, choose off it folks. My gosh. <laughs> I love, I love the way in the team environment, in the workplace, here's, here's a piece of advice. And I love this. Sometimes be the dumbest person in the room. Don't be the first person to speak to an answer. Just sit there and watch your team churn up the alternatives. Watch the brainstorming happen. You know, if, if you're committed to getting the best talent on board, you can sit back and watch them at work. And as you do that and just lightly have your hand on the tiller as they move through that process, you're helping them come more independent and accomplish more. And when you get there, you get to sit back and focus on the big picture more. And whether you're a manager in a fortune 100 company or an entrepreneur there, you know, that's a key skill right there because delegation is something that more often than not is difficult for folks to give up. How about you? You have a tough time delegating yet? Um, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So true confessions. There it is. I know. I had to think about that one for a second. I wanted to say another one, but or a different answer, but I don't have a different answer yeah. for that. <laughs> That's cloaked here. We'll wait for you. You want anything else? <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Thanks for this. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Labrador leadership podcast and the productivity hacks for leaders. Thanks very much for listening. Alex, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. You betcha. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, start your day right. Start your day right. Focused on the most important task. Eat the frog first if you have to. But get off to a great start. Work in sprints. 90 minutes, take 20. And during one of those 20s, go to labradorleadership.com and click on the big orange button. Take care of one another. See you next time.